This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good Friday afternoon. It's just four minutes after the two o'clock hour here on the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm the Bradley. Colleen will be back on Monday. Holly is with me. And I'm very excited because we have a special guest. We get to chat with this next segment. We previously spoke to our guest, Chris Stedman, about his book, IRL, Finding Realness, Meaning, and Belonging in Our Digital Lives. But I'm very excited to welcome him back to the show to discuss his latest project, which is a podcast. And it's about friendship, loss, and uh, many of you listeners' ears will perk up when I say Britney Spears. The podcast is called It's, uh, or excuse me, the podcast is called Unread. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me again. Oh, so um, I just finished the podcast today. I kind of like pieced it out so that I could enjoy it um, throughout this week. And I have to say, first of all, thank you for bringing this podcast. It's such a unique way to tell a story. Um, And you really did, you know, you took us on a journey following the death of your friend, Alex. Can you... Tell us a little bit about why you decided to use a podcast to tell this story. Yeah, so um, my friend Alex died by suicide in 2019. And when he um, died, he before he died, he set up um, a number of emails to go out to a couple of close friends and some family members just telling us about his decision and why he did what he did. Um, and so that was how I found out that he died. And, you know, these emails were really beautiful. They were personal. Um, and, you know, I could really understand everything in the email. Um, I mean, I, I, I obviously, um, had a hard time understanding, you know, why everything had happened, but I, um, I could understand most of it, except at the end of the email, there was this detail that I really didn't he gave me no context for it. So he just included a link at the end of the email to a couple of audio files of him talking with someone he had met online a decade earlier on a Britney Spears fan forum. Um, and I, all he said was, Oh, by the way, here's Alice files. And then he sent the link. And um, I didn't click the link when I first got his email because I was just completely in shock. Um, but The next day I followed the link and I heard these files of him talking to this person. And the thing that was so stunning about it was that um, this person sounds exactly like Britney Spears herself. Like literally she sounds just like Britney. Yeah. And I, when he sent me this, I remembered he had told me about meeting this person before, but 
you know, with Alex, like he was truly the most larger than life person I have ever known in the course of my life. And this was true of everyone. You know, I, I talked to throughout the show, you hear his sister, his friends, and this was true of everyone who ever met him. But with Alex, you couldn't always tell what to believe because he would just tell these stories that were so incredible, so fantastical. And so I remember him telling me about meeting this person and sort of, you know, enjoying the story. But I, I and this was, again, a thing that we all experienced because he talked to us about this person and all of us were kind of like, yeah, OK, whatever, you know, like that's that's wild. But um, but the fact that he was still thinking about this person at the end of his life. Um, and enough to include these files in this email to me gave me pause. And I wanted to try and understand what he was trying to tell me by sending me these files. And so I just, you know, in, in the months after he died, as I was just, you know, really trying to make sense of what happened and, you know, struggling with my grief, I, I couldn't stop wondering about these files. And so I talked to his friends, his sister, and we all kind of, decided that uh, we should try and find this person. And so the podcast is my search for this person, but also my sort of broader search for meaning in the wake of my friend's death and trying to understand what happened. It really, I mean, there is so much and you did such a great job of, of just thumbnailing this story and this journey that you take <laughs> us on. Thanks. I uh, don't. I I feel like it's still so new, and I haven't really talked to many people about it yet. It only just came out last month, so I feel like I'm still trying to figure out how to give the nutshell version. So I'm glad that was okay for you. No, you, no you, yes, you certainly did. And you know this the the whole story of Alice. I mean, again, there's so many things going on, but the Alice story in particular, it's the woman who sounds like Brittany. Um, you know, we don't have to give away spoilers or if you consider them spoilers, I don't know. But there is a point at which you have to wrestle. Like, is this actually Brittany I'm talking to? Because I'm telling you guys, when you listen to this podcast and you hear this woman's voice, you're going to be like, are we sure that's not Brittany? And you say you believe it's not. But like, how are you so sure it's not Brittany? Well, I mean, a big part of what happened was, you know, Alex dropped these files in this email and in the months after he died, as I was really, I kept going back to his email over and over as I was trying to make sense of his death and what happened. But also at the same time, all of the free Britney stuff was beginning to sort of emerge. Um, and it became this backdrop, you know, where I started asking myself, well, like if I was Britney Spears and I was in this situation, maybe I would go online and try and find people who I could connect with. Mm -hmm. And so it really became this question I couldn't escape um, where like, yeah, maybe like what, who was this person? And, um, and, and all of that is to say, you know, I, by the end of my search, which I don't want to give away the end, yeah, no, but by the end of my search, I felt like maybe I had an answer, mm -hmm. but what's been so interesting is, um, you know, lots of different people I've heard from at this point who have listened to the show have lots of different ideas. So I just try and remain neutral on the matter and I'll leave it to the listener. And actually at the end of the show, I think there are certain things that aren't totally resolved in the story. And I remember one person reached out to me and said, you know, for, a sh for someone who needs answers, this show might be a challenge, but what I, and I'm a person who loves answers. I really want 
to have things be like super clear cut. Um, but when somebody dies, you know, there are always going to be questions that won't be answered. And part of my sort of search for this person and for answers in the wake of my friend's death, I think, you know, part of it was me learning to accept that we don't always get to know exactly what happened and um, we we don't always get clear-cut answers for everything. So there is still some mystery at the end of the show and in my mind, too. I will say, and if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Chris Stedman about his podcast, Unread, that covers a lot of territory, um, including the loss of his dear friend Alex and um, also this this other storyline that involves Britney Spears. And I think Britney Spears, especially for our listeners right now, we're all thinking about Britney Spears. And I know you are a huge Britney Spears fan. And just like in the remaining moments that we have, why, Chris, do you think that Britney Spears seems to elicit such a strong response from people like you? You were able she was a part of this story in a way that like, I don't know, she'll ever be aware of, but it's so fascinating to me that she was such a part of your friend's life. She's a part of your life. We talk about her regularly on this show and people have a real emotional connection to her. Why, what is it about Brittany? Do you think that makes that possible? Yeah. I mean, when Alex and I first became friends, that was a huge part of what brought us together and brought us close was, you know, we bonded over how much we loved Brittany and, uh, you know, after he died, I just, as this free Britney stuff was really starting to gain some momentum, I found myself thinking a lot about why Britney was so important to him. And, you know, if that was maybe part of why he sent me these files and, you know, there is this for especially like um, LGBT people for people of a certain age, like there is this really strong resonance with Britney, this identification with her and, um, I, at one point in the podcast, I interviewed uh, Dave Holmes, who was a MTV VJ at the time of um, the TRL era, and he gave some really great insights about why gay men in particular really connect with Britney. But of, of course, you know, there are many different reasons why um, a lot of different groups do. And I think for a lot of people, you know, there's something about Britney, and this is a thing that Alex's best friend, Lexi, talks about in the podcast. There's something about her that is just so real, Mm -hmm. so human. And, you know, and I think Alex was the most real person that I've ever known in my entire life. And, you know, I think the same thing that drew me to Alex so strongly when I first met him, just how himself he was, it was also part of what made his life difficult sometimes. And I think the same is true of Brittany. You know, we're drawn to her because she's such a real person. Mm -hmm. But I also think that that's part of why the world has often been less than kind to her. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think that's one piece of the, the very large puzzle of why we're all so drawn to her. But I think the last thing I would just say is like you said, you know, she's very much on my mind and, um, I'm definitely hoping for the best for her right now. Well, I wish we could talk for longer. Um, we have to run Chris, but I want to thank you so much for taking time to talk to us about your latest creative project. It's a podcast. It's called unread. You can get it wherever podcasts are available. And again, just thank you so much for um, sharing it with the audience today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so go check out Unread the Podcast. Trust me, it has so many layers. There is this element of a journey you're going to go on. It's a mystery and, you know, no spoilers, but 
it's it's completely fascinating. I can't recommend it highly enough. Fabulous. All right, when we come back, another special guest. It's Paul McGuire Grimes and all the things he wants you to see this weekend right here on My Talk 1071. Uh, usually you put something on TV, especially this weekend, you might find yourself looking for something to watch on yeah. television and movies, which is why our next guest is here on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's Friday. At about uh, 2.20, that means we got to talk to Paul from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Hey, Paul McGuire Grimes. Hello, Bradley Trainer and Holly Roberts. How are you guys? Good. It's Good. Friday. We're just hanging out, eating some pretzels. What are we watching? Ooh. You know, there's a ton of stuff opening today, whether you want to go to the theater or you want to sit on your couch with your streaming services. So I brought two of those options. So if we want to head to Apple TV Plus first for a new musical comedy series called Schmigadoon. Okay, I've seen uh, little uh, bits and pieces for this Schmigadoon. I feel like this is a fun romp through uh, Broadway. So tell me me more about it. Yeah, so it starts Cecily Strong from Saturday Night Live and Keegan-Michael Key. And they are a couple who are, you know, they've been married for a few years. They're hitting a bit of a rough patch. They decide to go on this couple's retreat in the middle of the woods. They end up crossing a bridge and find themselves in this old-timey town of a 1940s movie musical where everyone is singing and dancing. And, of course, in order to get out of Schmigadoon, they have to reconnect and fall in love all over again. So the first two episodes are out today. It's going to be six episodes total, released weekly after this. There are roughly 30 minutes, and you've got those two comedy greats. And then you have a who's who of Broadway Tony-winning talent, Kristen Chenoweth, Alan Cumming, Jane Krakowski, um, Aaron Tveit, Ariana DeBose, just a really strong, strong cast. It sounds it sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds fun. So, you know, Schmigadoon is a riff on the yeah. b- musical Brigadoon. So yes. I, I imagine that there are a lot of riffs on a lot of different Broadway shows in this in this show. Absolutely. If you know Broadway like I do and it's like you guys do, you will pick up on little things. And it very much the music, every episode, there's tons of music in it that's very much inspired by Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cole Porter. You know, Christian Chenoweth gets a really fun patter song. Uh, Jane Gurkowski has kind of a sultry Cole Porter number. Uh, Cecily Strong has a kind of a raunchy number, too. So, like, you'll pick up on all these little bits. And for me, it kind of felt like... Oklahoma meets when Dorothy lands in Oz in front of all the munchkins. And Keegan-Michael Key character at one point says it's as if Walking Dead was Glee. So you've got kind of a mix of contemporary humor, pop culture references dropped into this world of song and dance where the characters don't even know they're singing and dancing. It's just like second nature to them. And everything looks like a set. That looks like a fake bridge. This looks like a backdrop. So, you know, like, there's very much kind of this tongue-in-cheek, goofy, endearing side to it, really. Frankly, I just love, it seems fun. And who doesn't want to just sit down and, and watch something fun? Exactly. Like, it's fun, and it's really full of heart, too. So I think if you just want something like that, and you like Broadway, and you like musicals, and you like a good old-school song and dance number, I hope that you really enjoy this. Um, I got to talk to the cast and the creators, so like, go to my YouTube channel, Paul's Trip to Movies. You'll see some really fun interviews, Cecily Strong, Aaron Tveit. Barry Sonnenfeld, if you guys know him, he created Men in Black and then the Adam Sandler movies. He directed all this, so he's really good at that kind of world building. So it's it's. I thought it was really well done. Cool. Awesome. How many ticket stubs? Yeah, three and a half out of five ticket stubs for Schmigadoon 
first two episodes on Apple TV Plus today, and you can crank them out really easily and fast if you just want something light and fun. Go get Schmigadoon. Right. Get Schmigadoon. <laughs> get yes. Schmigadoon. Uh, all right. So something else. So we have the option of Schmigadoon if we want something light and fun. But if you want something gory, Paul, you yeah. have an option for us if we if you want to <laughs> yeah. see people getting stabbed and burned and other things. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the Fear Street Trilogy. <laughs> yes. The Fear Street Trilogy has come to a close on Netflix. This is three parts, hence the trilogy. And it's really inspired by R.L. Stein's teen horror series, from the 90s, and Lee Janiak, who directed this and co-wrote all of the movies, um, has done a phenomenal job at kind of being inspired by the work and then creating this horror trilogy. The first part was 1994, second part, 1978, the third part, 1666, and it's all about how this urban legend of this witch named Sarah Fear has gone and kind of haunted the town of Shadyside for centuries, and each each movie is really inspired by the horror movies, the style of horror from each of those genres. So, like, the first part, 1994, very much inspired by Scream, Urban Legend. Uh, 1978, the second part, is very much a Friday the 13th sleepaway camp. I mean, it takes place at a camp. And then the third part, 1668, 1666, goes back to, you know, very much a crucible, Salem, mm. you know, witch hunt type era. How many uh, ticket subs? Four out of five for the four, like, I mean, each uh, each one got better, and it's a really satisfying trilogy. Four out of five. For Fabulous. The Paul, trilogy. Paul, thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Pride, and we'll you see you too. next week. Yeah, happy Pride. All right, when we come back right here on My Talk 1071, Crazy Stupid. Welcome back to the, uh, I almost said Crazy Stupid Idiot Show. That's truer words. Friday Mouse. Crazy, stupid idiots. We'll get to them in just a moment. But you are listening to the Colleen and Bradley show. Colleen will be back on Monday. I'm the Bradley. And uh, I would like to thank all of you for listening to us all week and putting up with Holly's shenanigans uh, now that she's back in action. And uh, let's get right to the crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Going to Houston. Yes. Oh, I haven't been there in so long. It's my old hometown. No. Well, we're going to a restaurant, Bradley, in Houston, Texas. It's called Miko's Hot Chicken. I don't I don't know this place. Well, it sounds delicious. Okay. But it is the location of our crazy, stupid idiot story. All right. And it's nothing that Miko's Hot Chicken did. It's what happened to Miko's Hot Chicken. And those are the people who are the crazy, stupid idiots. So somebody decided to rob Miko's hot chicken. Rude. And they are the crazy, stupid idiots. This happens. People break in. Yes. People break into restaurants. Thieves. They're looking for things. They're they're looking for mm, stuff. And stuff usually is cold hard cash. Oh, Ugh, stealing the register. Dirty cash. I want you. Dirty cash. I need you. Oh, money talks. Money talks. Exactly. Anyone? That no, actually okay. I don't know that song. You don't? No. I'll find it. Okay, Go ahead. please find that. So these thieves broke into the offices of Miko's Hot Chicken and they were rummaging around and they were looking for money, but they didn't find it. 
Instead, what? yeah, they didn't find any money to steal. So they instead stole a laptop and iPad. And uh, because they couldn't find any cash, they stole 15 cases of lemonade. Um, Lemonade? Lemonade. Now, the thing is, Bradley, these people are crazy, stupid idiots. Because if they had actually read a sign out front on Miko's Hot Chicken, they would have understand they wouldn't have found any cash because only cards are accepted as payment at Miko's Hot Chicken. Oh, I see. So they robbed a place that didn't have any cash. So instead, they decided to steal lemonade. When life serves you lemons, you steal the lemonade. Now, the owner of Miko's Hot Chickens is like, hey, you know, look, we know our lemonade's really popular. Hey, get a plug in there. But we were surprised to see that was the target. Yeah, well, it's a couple of thousand dollars of stuff. These burglars were obviously looking for cash and they couldn't get it. So the consolation prize was, oh, we heard the lemonade was good. I'm parched. Yeah. I'm really thirsty. I'm going to say something potentially controversial. I think lemonade is trash. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. I think instant lemonade, like dust, lemonade dust. Oh, lemonade dust is totally trash. Yeah, like I'm here for, but but also I don't know that I'm actually here for real lemonade because I don't know, because I just think doesn't the sugar just sit at the bottom of the pitcher? Right. And then you got to like stir it up constantly because it doesn't quite dissolve the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Lemonade is one of those options where it's like, sure, I'll get a lemonade. Maybe it's famous here. It's like you get it at when you order a hot dog, hot dog on a stick. You know, when they used to like smash the the lemons in the big tub and then like, (laughs) okay, well, you went to all that work. I might as well order the darn lemonade. You're shaming me into doing it because you're displaying your labor in front of me. Yeah, I've also never understood the um, let me let me make something in front of you experience. Oh, like the guacamole at we the table. We just had that when I was visiting my mother last week or the week. Before. Well, I don't know when. Whenever I was uh, in Florida, and they did that, they're like, "We're known for our table side guacamole." No, and I was like, awkward. "Oh, were you? It's awkward. you're known for doing the thing that everybody does." Yeah, it's it's a- guacamole. Thank you. Two thousand seven called. It wants its restaurant. There's bad like four back. ingredients. And you put them together, we can all make great guacamole. But then it's also awkward because the person is in <laughs> front not, of we're the gonna get ta- hate mail. That's fine. Because it's awkward, <laughs> let us just be clear that table side preparation of food is extremely awkward because then oh, you're like... Like when they're like, oh, we, there's a place in Houston that I used to go as a kid and I loved this place and their signature was table side Greek salad. Oh no, that's the worst. And I'm just like... <laughs> I want your Greek salad, but, like, do you need to be standing right here? Yeah. Like, Like, what is this giving me? Like, right in front of me. I don't need you to toss your salad in front of me. Yeah, like, the salad isn't going to be any better having been tossed within inches of my mouth. Right. And it's not fancy. It's just awkward. I feel like we're probably in the minority, and there are restaurateurs listening who are like, oh, thanks, guys. I but feel I want to buy the guacamole. Yes, I the want problem. your guacamole. And I also just feel a certain amount of sadness for the staff. Oh, sure. Who are forced to be excited or create commentary as they prepare guacamole and or Greek salad or whatever it is. Right. Because now you feel obligated to be theatrical in your in your composition or, you know, particularly funny or ribald. 
<laughs> as you're making table side food items, like I have to entertain these people. I don't like food as entertainment. I don't like um, the steakhouse experience where they chop things up in front of you. I don't like that. Oh, sure. Because I, ha- I, again, I have to interact way too much with someone who doesn't want to interact with me and is doing it because it's a paycheck. Yeah, and it's, it's like a totally honorable form of a living. But I, I just feel like I don't. We don't need to do that. I'm sorry. I started something and now I need to stop. <laughs> Let it out. It's funny because it's true. Yes, of course, there is a contract. Look, when I'm at a restaurant and there is a server, let us have polite conversation. Here's the deal. You come, you take my order. I give you the order in a polite manner. The food comes to the table. We're waited on. I give you a generous well, tip at the end of the experience, and it's and nice. And I'm even here for conversation. If yes. you, you know, like I would love to hear your opinions. Like I'm not trying to demean or belittle the work that they're doing because I think that it's like I said. I think. Well, it's, yes. Tell me about. But I a feel meal. like it's embarrassing for them. Yeah. Like if I were a server, I'd be like, "Oh God, I have to make guacamole again, and I have to sit here, and I have to like, hey, so how was your day?" Scoop, scoop. <laughs> right. It's extraneous flip, flip. conversations. And I feel like smash. they don't want to be here either. Right. So I just want to free us all from that. Like, we have to do this. Right. We don't have to do anything yeah. if we don't want to. But I do feel like those steakhouse guys, they love and ladies, they do love their job because oh, sure. it's very theatrical. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of the theater. Sure. The food theater, food. which is weird because I like theater and I like food. But you don't like entertainment. Entertainment. No. That is correct. That's like, you know how they have the guy who does the ice cream cone thing and like they scoop the thing and then, you know, like they're throwing things and there's videos online. (laughs) I'm just saying like, I would, I just, I'm like, can I just get my ice cream cone? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about, are you talking about the, the ice cream guy? Like, yeah. And he flips it around. Yeah. That's usually in Turkey and then he's got the thing and he's teasing you and he's flipping it around and doing it. Skilled. Masterful. Master. Totally deserves clicks and likes. Yes. And generous tips. I'm just saying in person, I would be like, I don't, I'm sorry. Cause I, you know, I just, I, it's, those are awkward moments for me. Very, it's just my own social anxiety. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. I mean, we're all, pro- <laughs> we, we are now projecting our own social anxieties onto By the poor way, table side Caesar salads. Adventures of Stevie V, Dirty Cash, Money Talks. That's the song. Thank you for I put closing the, that loop. I put the link in the grid. And now I would like to tell you about my crazy, stupid idiot. Please. Okay. So for this next story, we need to go to Nevada. And I'm going to tell you about a woman I've never heard of before, specifically and generally. That is her name and what she did. I've never heard of either of these things. Okay. So um, we need to talk about a woman named Laurel Ike. And uh, she works at a dental practice or worked rather, but she's not a dentist, but something happened that earned her crazy, stupid idiot status at that dentist office. Mm. Uh, She got (sighs) high on the laughing gas. Uh, No, she might've, I don't know. That might've been a part of the experience, but I will tell you, she stole $23,000 worth of cash and checks from the practice. Ooh, woof. But wait, there's more because I feel like grand larceny or grand theft auto without an auto because mm-hmm. just grand theft, grand yeah. larceny. I think. Yeah. Anyway, lots of money. In addition to stealing lots, of, that's 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 like that's peanuts for crazy, stupid idiots. Well, it's not even crazy, stupid idiots. It's just theft. It's just yeah. It's, it's just a crime. Garden variety thievery. Mm-hmm. Um, what stands her apart 
is where she worked and what else she did besides steal money. So she works at the dental office. She stole a bunch of money. Yes. And on her way out the door, she did one last thing that earned her crazy, stupid idiot store or status at the dentist. Would you like to gather what she did at the dentist's office to earn herself crazy, stupid idiot status? She stole a bunch of drills and put them in her pocket and she left. Well, she did steal something else, but it was teeth. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And the way she did that was by performing surgery without a license. No. Yes. In addition to pocketing tens of thousands of dollars, she extracted 13 teeth from an unwitting patient. (gasps) No! Ah! That's scary! So she used anesthetic that her employer had tossed uh, (gasps) in the garbage to sedate a person and then yank that person's teeth. No, unwittingly. So they didn't want their teeth to be pulled because I can see she was like, Darlene, come here. I can get you a discount, honey. I'll take care of those molars no, for you. No, oh no word God. on uh, actually why she did that. And no word on what she did with the teeth. Okay. The teeth are gone. Can you like, why didn't you just steal the money and be done with it? You had to take somebody's teeth out. You can't put those back. That's true. You have to get a set of falsies. Can you imagine you woke up and you're like, so how did my tooth come out? No. Actually, you'd be like, ha, 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 ha. Because she removed all your teeth. Oh. I think we have more than 13 teeth. So she probably had a few left, but uh, he or she anyway. Yeah, but the. the, the, I know. I know. That's all we right. time for today. I'm sorry. I did want to just uh, follow back around to a previous conversation we just had from uh, Joan sent us an email and said, Bravo, you just vocalized what we people think. Leave your theatrics to those who want it and keep away from those of us who prefer our own entertainment. No entertainment for us. I feel like we're not going to be welcomed at the... Anywhere <laughs> now departed uh, Ichiban Steakhouse. Oh, although yeah. I did love that place because they had the little sushi boats. Oh, that's true. It was really cute. Also, the Rosa Mexicana that place was around for a little while. They oh, had did they table do side the, guacamole? Yeah, table side guac again. Yeah. I just I feel like they don't want to do it for me, and we'll just pay for yes. the guac. It's not going to affect uh, yeah its service. It's yes. fine. I want your guac. Please make me guac, but don't feel like you need to, you know. Do a soliloquy Mm-mm. while you're uh, preparing. All right. Not when, even a dirty limerick. I'd be actually more fine with that. Okay. Save the guac. Make the uh, dirty limericks. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, from crazy, stupid idiots to the throw back. Throw back. Why? <laughs> Are you having a problem with your button over there, honey? Yeah, it's Friday. Okay, bye. <laughs>